Russell O'Keefe O'Donovan is a postdoc in economics at the University of Oxford and assistant director at the Global Priorities Institute. He previously studied philosophy, politics and economics as an undergraduate, worked for a development charity and economics consultancy, and completed a master's and PhD in economics. Here's Rosa. Okay, thanks very much for coming to this session. Uh, I'm Rosa O'Keefe Donovan. I'm the assistant director at GPI, uh, and I'm in charge of building the economics research team at GPI. I'm also an economist at the University of Oxford, where I'm a postdoctoral researcher. Today, I want to give an introduction to global priorities research. So I'll kind of start off by discussing what I think global priorities research is, and I'll kind of start by discussing uh, that this is a kind of contested definition. Then I'll talk about uh, which organizations work in this space. And then finally, I'll, I'll add a few thoughts about what you might do if you're a student who's interested in global priorities research. I should also start off by giving a disclaimer that, that everything I talk about are my own views uh, rather than the views of GPI uh, or the University of Oxford. So the first thing to start with is, well, what is global priorities research? And I think it's important to note there's no single definition here. So I've added a couple, uh, but there, there will be others out there. The first is uh, GPI's definition. So this is what we have on our, on our website. So we think global priorities research is research that informs the decision-making of individuals and institutions seeking to do as much good as possible. 80,000 hours says GPR or global priorities research uh, is research that rigorously investigates what the most important global problems are, how we should compare them to each other, and what kinds of interventions best address them. So they're two different definitions. But yeah, there's other organizations that would kind of have a slightly different definition of global priorities research. We're going to spend the first few minutes kind of talking about what my own views are about what global priorities research is and, and also what it isn't. Um, so first thing to say is that global priorities research is not the same as cause prioritization research, in my opinion, at least. So I think... Um, the, the best way to think about this is this Venn diagram on the left, and I think this is closest to my own view, uh, where cause prioritization research is a subset of global priorities research. Um, and so the, the kind of idea here is that there are some topics that might kind of fit under global priorities research, um, which don't really, um, don't really require you to compare the effectiveness of different causes. And what I have in mind here is what I've called foundational research. An example of this is, is the question, are we living at the hinge of history? So if you kind of did some research to try and better understand this question, uh, this, this would really help you um, kind of figure out what the kind of best actions you can take might be, but it's not directly comparing two different causes. It's not directly prioritizing between two, two different causes. And so here's where I think global priorities research is, is distinguished from cause prioritization research. Other people might kind of use this Venn diagram on the right. Um, I think it would be pretty reasonable, but they might say, well, cause prioritization research and global priorities research, they have this overlap in the middle, um, but there's some topics, maybe the foundational research topics that are GPR or global priorities research, and there's some which are kind of cause prioritization research, but not global priorities research. I think that'll be a, a pretty reasonable view as well. But, but for me, the, the two things are not exactly equal to each other. The second thing to say is that global priorities research is not the same as GPI or what GPI works on. And so I want to be quite clear on this because global priorities research is bigger than GPI. Um, and it's not, um, it's not just this kind of subset of questions that GPI has chosen to focus on. So down here, I've got this other Venn diagram where I think that GPI is, is kind of a subset of all the global priorities research that could and should and is happening 
in the effective altruism movement, but also kind of in, in other areas. So before I go into a bit more detail on that, I think I should give a bit of background on GPI. Um, so we were founded in January of 2018, um, and our mission statement, as on our website, says we're founded to do world-class foundational academic research on how to do good most effectively. So we, we have about 12 researchers at the moment, 12 full-time researchers. We also are trying to kind of cultivate a network of other people who are doing research in academia that is relevant to the question of how to do good most effectively. Um, and then we have a couple of kind of programs of how we engage with um, students or kind of recent graduates in various ways. So one is uh, we have a PhD visitor program each summer. We call it the Early Career Conference Program. Um, and the other is uh, we kind of employ economics pre-doctoral researchers or pre-doctoral research fellows. The idea there is for recent graduates, especially those who have um, who have taken economics as part of their undergraduate, um, they, they come and work at, at GPI for a year or two. They kind of get some experience doing global priorities research. Um, and some of it is kind of research assistant work, and some of it is uh, kind of independent research. And the hope is that it sets them up well to, to go on to do graduate research. This is why we call it a pre-doctoral research fellowship. Um, so zooming back into this question of what is global priorities research, and my argument that it's not what is defined by, it's not defined by what GPI focuses on, I think there's three key aspects to this. The first is that GPI focuses quite narrowly on research questions related to long-termism. Now, this is true for the time being. Uh, this is partly a kind of tactical decision to have a relatively narrow research focus so different researchers can build on each other's ideas. Um, it's also because we think research and long-termism is just really important, and we think that there's quite a lot that can be contributed by doing high-quality academic research related to long-termism. But that's our focus for now. But I think there is global priorities research that can and should be done on topics that aren't related to long-termism. Um, the second way that GPI is, is quite narrow relative to global priorities research as a whole is that we only focus on economics and philosophy. Again, this is um, for the time being. We kind of anticipate that we might expand into other fields as the years go by and as GPI grows. Uh, but yeah, for, for the time being and probably for the next couple of years, we will still retain our focus on economics and philosophy. And then a third way in which GPI's research focus is more narrow than global priorities research as a whole is that we focus only on academic research. Um, and so let me talk a little bit more about that because I think this is quite an important um, quite an important point to make and also possibly a bit of a, a misperception within uh, the effective altruism community. So my personal view is that global priorities research includes and should include both academic research and non-academic research. So GPI was set up to do academic research, so to focus on the former. Um, and the idea is that there's some questions that might be very useful for helping people to do as much good as they can, where those questions benefit from having academic rigor. So in academia, we have the kind of luxury to spend a lot of time thinking about a research question, spend some time developing our our hypotheses, to kind of get a lot of feedback through the academic process of giving seminar presentations, writing drafts, and getting feedback on your drafts. And it can take us months, possibly years. Um, in, in economics, it's quite common for papers to take a number of years um, before we have the kind of finished product. And some people would argue your product is never finished. Um, and we think there are some really important questions that kind of 
require and benefit from that level of academic rigor. Um, a kind of very good good example is is Hilary Graves and um, Will McCaskill's paper on the strong case for long termism. Sorry, the case for strong long termism. Um, but I think there are other questions to do with global priorities research and that are included in global priorities research that are best addressed by non-academic research. And so a couple of points here. So the first is that in academia, we have the incentives to to publish in kind of prestigious journals. And there are pressures that come with that. And it kind of changes or it can change some of the topics that you work on. But this isn't always true for GPI. So we will work on papers that we think aren't likely to publish in extremely prestigious journals if we think they're important enough. Um, and the reason they might not publish so well is if it's on a topic that's kind of outside the scope of mainstream academia. But there are, there are times where we will work on those papers because we think, excuse me, we think that um, the question requires a level of rigor that is typical of academia. We think that level of rigor is, is useful for the question. And we think that question is going to be extremely important for, for actors who are trying to do as much good as they can. The second point I want to make between the um, on the difference between academic and non-academic GPR is that sometimes kind of non-academic research can be um, closer to the decision maker and can be more practical. So again, here in in academia, to because we kind of have certain methodologies, because we want to try and publish some some of our research, um, you, you want to kind of use uh, certain types of research that are possibly kind of more foundational, but less decision relevant for um, for people who, who might be trying to do good. It might be policymakers, it might be philanthropists. Um, and so I think global priorities research should and is happening outside of academia to kind of address those questions. Um, so within academia, I think there's also a bit of a debate about what should global priorities become. And we, we talk about this at GPI, where we, we sometimes discuss, are we trying to create a field? Are we calling that field global priorities research? Or are we trying to influence a number of existing fields um, to kind of work on questions that we think are very important for, for people trying to do good? So I think the kind of one possible comparison here is behavioral economics. So over the last 20 to 30 years, behavioral economics has developed its own field. And that field kind of sits between economics and psychology. Um, and that in itself has kind of allowed them to, to call behavioral economics a new field. And I think that possibly global priorities research will evolve to that state where we will be seen as our own field. Um, and that, that might be very useful because behavioral economics has become very influential, both for policymakers and for academics alike. Um, but on the other side of the argument, well, global priorities research draws from many different existing fields, so economics, philosophy, psychology, a bunch of others. And we contribute to those fields, or we hope to contribute to those fields. And we use different tools from those different fields. And so it might not make sense for global priorities research to be seen as its own field. Maybe it might make more sense for it to be seen as contributing to, to these existing fields. One other possible comparison I want to make for global priorities research is the kind of uh, field or area of impact evaluation. Uh, so here again, uh, here I don't think you would think of impact evaluation as a field as such, not in the academic sense. Um, but it, it's, it's a kind of area of research where there is academic research going on and there's non-academic research. And so I think impact evaluation, and here I'm talking about impact evaluation, mostly in development economics because it's the area I know best. I think the kind of foundations of that were laid in academic research, 
Um, but now, if you kind of look at impact evaluation, a lot of the research is going on outside of an academic setting. And I think global priorities research will evolve into um, a similar type of field where where some of the work going on is in academic settings and some of it is going on in, in non-academic settings. So I've spoken a bit about the Global Priorities Institute, um, and I wanted to mention a few other organizations that are working in uh, in GPR, in Global Priorities Research. Um, I won't spend long talking about these, um, in part because many of these organizations are also talking at this conference, and so you should go and check out those talks to learn a bit more about them. Um, the Forethought Foundation is uh, somewhat of a partner institute for uh, GPI. Uh, they've basically been set up to also focus on long-termism, and they're trying to develop a network of academic researchers who um, who kind of work in this area. They're also largely focused on economics and philosophy, but they have a slightly broader focus than GPI. Uh, they run some scholarships. They have um, a thesis prize for undergraduates. I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit more detail uh, shortly. The Future of Humanity Institute, we also know quite well because they're also based in Oxford. Um, and they also uh, kind of focus on questions related to long-termism, and they have a number of kind of sub-teams uh, who work on various projects. Rethink Priorities have typically focused on questions, or, or previously they focused on questions uh, related to animal welfare. Um, but I, I understand they've kind of hired a few more researchers recently, including some economists. Uh, so Dave Bernard is talking tomorrow. Um, and they, they've kind of expanded their research team, and I think they are likely to expand their research focus as well. Uh, but they, they've clearly been doing work that I think is is part of global priorities research. The Open Philanthropy Project, so I think many of you will know quite well, um, they typically don't do academic research, although sometimes I think they do produce things that are uh, that could be termed as academic research. Um, and they've clearly like made a lot of progress in. Uh, in global priorities research and figuring out answers to questions that are very relevant for people trying to do the most good. I won't talk about many of these other organizations, but I think to varying degrees, they they do re they do kind of research that is part of global priorities research. So Founders Pledge, 80,000 Hours, the Legal Priorities Project is a new organization that I think Colin O'Keefe will speak about later today, the Effective Altruism Foundation, and then a bunch of others. So I kind of already change the font size on a slide to try and fit some more in. And I'm sure I've missed some organizations out there. So um, I'm, I'm going to apologize for missing out some organizations that do um, global priorities research. There's a few more on the slide. There's presumably a few others that, that I haven't put down. Uh, I think the best place to go is probably 8,000 hours to, to take a look at who else is working in this area. So part of this conference, I think, is is designed to kind of give you some ideas about what you can do if you're interested in various subjects. And so here I wanted to kind of give a few thoughts on, on what you can do if you're a student and you're interested in global priorities research. So I think the first thing is to kind of study and hone your research skills. This might seem kind of obvious, but, but I think it's actually pretty important. I think it's the best way to kind of skill up, tool up, um, and, and get some experience doing high quality research. I've listed some relevant subjects here. Um, so if there are some kind of freshmen in the US system or people thinking about applying to various programs, whether it's undergrad or graduate programs. Um, I think some quite clearly relevant subjects are kind of economics, philosophy, maths, politics, stats, psych, law, computer science, and other social sciences. Um, but yeah, there's probably others as well that I, that I haven't mentioned here. Um, another organization I wanted to give a shout out to is the Effective Thesis. Um, 
so so they they have a website uh, effectivethesis.org and the idea there is whether you're an undergrad student or a graduate student and you if you're looking for a topic to do your thesis on they've gone and they've kind of looked for uh, research questions that are both both quite kind of feasible for you to do a thesis on and would really contribute to global priorities research so do check that out if if you're kind of looking for a thesis topic um, I'll mention a couple of other opportunities that might be relevant for people interested in this area. So the Forethought Foundation has an undergraduate thesis prize. I think they announced their winners um, very recently for, for the latest rounds. They also have some graduate fellowships. Uh, GPI, I, I mentioned before, we, we have a pre-doctoral program. It's only for economists at the moment. Uh, and then we have some PhD visitors in econ and philosophy uh, each summer. NFA trials as a summer research fellowship, and I think that is broader in terms of uh, of the fields that they cover. Um, there's a bunch of other positions, I'm sure. So check out the 8,000 Hours Job Board if if you're interested in working in this area. And I think they have a filter by Global Priorities Research. So I'm going to wrap up there. Um, we've got a 15-minute live Q&A after this. Um, I, I'm just going to end with this slide here. I think. Of all the resources out there, these are the four that I'd most recommend you look at. So the first is 8,000 hours page on global priorities research. So check that out if you're interested in this area. Second is GPI's research agenda. Uh, so actually, we just published a new version of it. Uh, it's not a major update, but it's a minor update. And there's some new economics in there um, to kind of uh, describe some of the research that we've done over the last 18 months and just to update what we think our current research priorities look like. And then there's a couple of posts in the EA forum um, about global priorities research that I think are particularly high quality and discuss some of the issues um, related to why global priorities research might be very important and the types of global priorities research or course prioritization research that may not be happening, which would be very valuable uh, for people to do. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks very much for coming to the session.